Hello, hello. The Do Epic Shit Today podcast is breaking the norm on what's expected in today's society by discussing the entrepreneur mindset, mental health, and flipping a finger to playing life safe. No topic is off the table. This podcast is dedicated to those looking for inspiring content and that do epic shit on the daily. This is a place of positive empowerment, optimistic energy, dope ideas, and a place where you can feel uplifted. We release episodes every Thursday, and we're so stoked to have you here for the journey. Happy Thursday, if you're listening to this on Thursday, but good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This week is going to be a recap of a Ironman 70.3 that I ran and all of the learning lessons, tidbits that I learned throughout the race and I'm passing on to a fellow person who is wondering if they want to do one as well. Basically, I'm a complete amateur, never did a triathlon before and signed up for a half Ironman. And by throwing myself into the fire, I learned some really valuable lessons and I'm basically taking this time to share them. So I believe I signed up, signed up last September, October. So I've had this in the back of my mind for quite a few months, 10 months I've had this in the back of my mind. So I've been constantly chatting with you know veterans, um, researching, binge watching YouTube videos, and got a good grasp of what I was setting myself up for. Um, but even then, there's just things where you have to just do the actual race in order to learn because it was kind of a shit show where I finished in the end with a decent time. But my God, the process was not pretty. But yeah, so I'll dive right on in. So I have a couple tips. My first tip is based off of the financial aspect. Before you even you know consider, it's going to take some dough. It's going to take some cash. So know your budget. Um, I did some calculations on the items that I had to buy in order to complete the actual race, you know, like a bike, a helmet, um, a wetsuit, running shoes, which I already had, but I needed to replace them, things like that. Um, and then it can go into like bike tune-ups and repairs. So like I got new brake pads because the bike that I bought was like $500 from OfferUp. It was a road bike. It was on a tri bike. Um, if there are folks out there who like want to go, like, this is my sport. I want to just, you know, get the best of the best. There are bikes that go up to like 12 K be 15 K even higher. Um, so just know your budget going in for me. I spent a total from like the bike, the tune-ups, the tri suit, the wetsuit, the running shoe, the bike shorts, clip in shoes. I went to the chiropractor just from sitting on a saddle for that long training gels, hydration packets. Um, so there's always miscellaneous items. So like you want to get extra water bottles, sunglasses, you want tubes for your bike. Um, and then also the entry fee was around $500. So including, you know, travel because it wasn't local. I drove up to Oregon. Um, there was gas, there was hotel for a few nights. I think I spent around $3,600. Um, and I was on the very conservative side. I was very much just like, this is my first race. I'm not going to blow a whole bunch of money on this because I'm not sure how I'm going to feel in the end once I complete it. I don't know if I'm going to do another one, etc. So just know that there's going to be some financial, um, it's going to cost some money. Uh, and that's okay. If it's important to you, I think you can budget it in, but I just wanted to provide this upfront. The good news is, is you have to pay this like hefty amount once. So like, for example, if I wanted to do another one, I already have all the gear. It would just be, you know, the travel chiropractor training gels, 
Um, I did lose quite a bit of water bottles on the actual route. I'll get to that. Um, stuff like that. But if you're coming from like a complete amateur status, like I was, there's going to be a financial cost to this. Um, so yeah, that's number one. Number two, practice changing your brake tubes and then become a fucking pro at changing them. Excuse my French. So I practice changing my tubes. So the tubes are, for those who are listening, don't know, the tubes are what go inside of a road bike, um, a tri bike. And rather than like popping a tire and there's like air in the tire, you put an inserted tube. So it looks just kind of like a, geez, like a really large bendy straw that's in a circle. And you just put it inside the tire. And that's what keeps your tire full of air rather than just, you know, the tire itself. There's a tube and then there's a tire. So I practice changing my tubes quite a bit. Um, I definitely, looking back, I could have done it more. This was huge for me. So on the actual course, I had two flat tires. The first one was in the first five minutes of the bike. We were going through a neighborhood that just had the gnarliest, like cracks, potholes, and you know your adrenaline's rushing, and I'm trying to dodge all of these things, and my back tire just went out. And that's one of the worst ones you can actually pop because the front tire, it's pretty simple. The back, there's the gears and, you know, stuff like that. So the first five minutes I had to change my tube. Um, I had practice, but when your adrenaline's rushing, when there's people like biking by you at a very accelerated pace, your head goes up your ass. Like, it's just you like, Oh my God, I gotta hurry. I have to hurry. And you start fumbling. I even wrote out like instructions, like step-by-step. And I had that little piece of paper with me. Um, but it took me like five, 10 minutes just to get my tube, my bike off, my tube off, my tube pumped. And then by that time I was able to flag someone who was, um, a dedicated kind of bike repair 911 person. They have them throughout the course. He was able to quickly get, um, the tube back into place, but, and then at mile 32, I think it was around mile 32 there was hella railroad tracks. My back tire or tube popped again. And so this is where it gets really shitty because I only packed one tube. I was actually going to pack two in my little knapsack underneath my bike seat. And a gentleman next to me is like, dude, you're not even going to need one. Why are you packing two? And I listened to him and I shouldn't have done that. But so by the time my second back tire tube popped, I had no tube. um, And there was no one around because I had just like, I was running out of options. So I tried biking on a flat tire and I could hear the bead, like the metal rim of my um, tire just kind of drive, like hitting concrete. It was like the worst sound. So I made the executive decision to hop off my bike, take my clip-ins off. And then I about ran two miles in my socks holding on to my bike. Um, And so finally I think someone, I don't even know how, like they just dropped their repair kit and there was like a, um, some like patches. There was like two patches. There was an extra tube. And so I was able to pick that up. And right when I was changing my back, taking my back tire off and putting this new tube in, someone else came by that's like a bike repair person. Um, and was like, Hey, can I help? I'm like, yes, please, please do. Cause you could probably way faster with this than I am. And then at like, I think it was like mile 34, mile 35, I just like hauled ass on my bike. So big, big picture, bring more tubes than you think you need. Um, 
practice your changing out your tubes and your bike. Like not just, oh, I'm familiar. Know it like the back of your hand. I would equate this to learning how to like tie your shoes. You just want to get it. You want to get it down. Uh, my number two tip, um, pack extra of everything for race day. You're going to lose shit. I lost two of my water bottles. I lost two gels. I lost, I lost my hydration mix. I lost so much stuff just because you're, there's things fall out. Um, things get dropped. So I had only one water bottle for the actual bike because in the first five minutes when I lost my, uh, when my back tube popped, um, and there was all these bumps, one of my water bottles flew out. Um, so then I only had one and luckily I had, there was Gatorade, Gatorade along the course. So I was able to grab one. Um, but when that happened, I also lost a gel. You just, you're going to lose shit. So, um, I just pack extra. So I lost my gels, lost my water bottles and my dignity a little bit as well. Um, tip number four, eat on the bike. I was actually proud of myself for doing this. Um, I actually was chatting with, uh, Danielle Lewis, Danielle, if you're listening, thank you for your tips. Um, this is more, not rather eat on the bike, but consume calories on the bike. Um, and so Danielle Lewis was actually the, uh, the woman who placed number one at the 70.3, um, Salem Ironman. And she actually won it last year too. But ironically, before the race, I ran into her. I didn't know who she was. And I just was, again, amateur asking veterans questions because she had um, all of the beautiful gear. And I was like, you know what you're doing. Um, and she was so kind. She didn't even mention to me that she was, uh, you know, a, a fucking beast and a pro. Um, and she was like, yeah, I recommend, you know, coming out of the water, blah, blah, blah. And the next day, my fiance was waiting for me at the finish line. Um, and you're Danielle's name, <laughs> number one champion, Danielle Lewis. But anyway, so rather than eat on the bike, just consume calories on the bike. Um, this was hard. I did. What did I eat? I had a gel and I had fruise balls, which they're basically like protein balls from Trader Joe's. I would not recommend this because I was yakking. So um, if you find online like an actual how to consume or drink your calories, I definitely would go this route. But the most important thing, I think regardless of how you're consuming them, just consume them. So if it is like you can't figure out a good hydration system that has a bunch of calories in it and you need to like eat a PB&J, do it. Um, but I think eating the food where my heart rate was up that high, I just was like trying not to yak on my bike. And it was... The bike was a glorified shit show, y'all. Um, and your body's at a at a major calorie deficit. So you you do twenty one hundred yard swim. Your for us, our transition from the swim to the actual bike was like a good three minute jog, three minute sprint. You're changing quickly. Your heart rate's up, and then you're getting on the bike as fast as you can. Um, and then you're burning all these calories because you're biking fifty to fifty six miles, and then you're expected to run thirteen when you get back. So you want to eat calories or consume calories on the bike. Um, I'm going to do a bit more research on this. Um, Danielle was who I mentioned earlier was a saint and provided some tips on this. Um, just because it was, Oh, baby, that was rough. Tip number five, strength training and it band awareness. Um, so it's very odd for coming from, cause my previous sport, I ran a marathon and half marathon, something like that before the Ironman. So my strong suit was, and I'm a pretty decent swimmer. 
I'm a swimmer and I'm a runner. The the cycling aspect was like, oh dear God, I'm also six two. So it's kind of an odd look to see that someone of that height on a frame, but whatever, beside the point. But about halfway through, I experienced this pretty gnarly pain in the outside of my knee. I couldn't pinpoint it. Lo and behold, I did a bit of research and you know triathlon training and Ironman training and half Ironman training. And one of the weakest or the, the most common injuries is IT band pain. Now, just really quickly, I am not a PT. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of that. This is my opinion, my personal experience. I'm not providing any insider advice. I'm just saying, do your research on the strength training because it's going to save you in the long run from recovery, uh, not recovery, but from injury prone um, items. But anyway, the, the pain in my knee was basically when you're overdoing it and we have a weak ass, it's your IT band gets pulled because um, not actual muscle, but it connects to your glute and then it connects to the outside of your knee. And so when it gets pulled because there's not enough muscle to keep it in its actual position, and I'm sure I'm probably butchering this, um, it pulls and it, that shit's painful. It will stop you in your tracks. So just be aware of common injuries um, in the sport and do what you can to mitigate those injuries by incorporating strength training. Um, I started incorporating bands and squats. Um, I would swim more. And then I think at, by the end of this training cycle, cause I was training for about 16 weeks um, after my marathon, I actually ended up just running once a week and then it was just one long run and then I would rest. And then, and that worked out great. I did feel my IT band um, on the bike and the run during the race, but it was manageable. It was painful, but I could run through it. And now I'm kind of just resting and recouping. Number six, know the walk, know the the course, the transition zones. And if you can walk it, bike it, do what you can. Um, this kind of goes without saying, I feel like people do this anyway, but I think it, one of the biggest things that helped me with the course on the actual race day was knowing what to expect next. So if you've got the time and you're there, check out the course, because the last thing you want to do is when you've got 15 things going through your brain, you, you, you're pushing yourself is you, you want to think, Oh, like you don't, you don't really want any surprises. If you can help it, you want to know, you want to be comfortable. We want to be familiar. It's going to help you strategize. Um, the swim route, uh, I checked the starting point. I did end up running into a buoy, um, but there was also a bit of a downwards current. So the swim time, I think for, they told us, Ironman folks told us to expect to knock off like 10 minutes off our swim time. So I actually ended up fitting in like finishing in like 20 minutes. Um, but I did get like plowed or I did plow into a buoy, which was interesting, but like swim that course, know the route, know the transition practice on where you need to exit practice. We need to come back in. Um, and just like visualize and walk through. Um, let's see. And then also where your bike is in the actual transition location. There are 2000 plus bikes, depending on the race. They're all different colors. You want to, I've, I've found that rather than like buy like S or Q or, or P row, find a large, find like, oh, okay. It's the third trash can from the left when you weren't, when you run in, you're not going to remember your brain's going so fast. It's disoriented. You want to be able to find a large kind of um, like a tree. I think I used the, 
my thing was the porta potty on the left that I'm the row up just because you want to be able to find your bike quickly because you're going to need to come back to that same location to go from your swim to your bike and your bike to your run. Um, last tip is if you're starting this new embrace the amateur life. I came in and was like, I want this time. I want, you know, I want to do this. And I was like visualizing and practicing and that's just kind of the person that I am is I don't just want to just do it to do it. I want to do it and kind of shock myself with what I, what, what I do. Um, I think I finished at like six hours and 33 minutes, but that didn't, that includes like 48 minutes of 48, 55 minutes of bike changing tire shit. And then also running two miles rather than biking two miles. So I think my time could have been actually pretty good. Um, but like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to the person that's, you know, a little bit unfamiliar. People are so kind. They're so kind. It's, I will say this, it's an amazing community, the Iron Man community, because you're literally signing up to like push yourselves with the, the person next to you. So that was really, really cool. Um, take a mental picture at the finish line, soak it all in, um, shit will not go your way. That is 100%. It's just, there's so many things that you haven't done. You're it's, you can prepare and all that, but there's going to be a few things you can just not expect and just be ready to go with the punchlines. Yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing is just em- embrace it, enjoy it. Um, for your first one, kind of go in with, have some expectations, you know, like I don't want to be the last person to finish. That's fine. I, but I do think like, I was, oh, I need to get 545 as my time. And I held that as my time. I need to do this. I need to do this. And lo and behold, I had two flat tires. There's just so much you don't know. If any of this, like you have further questions, feel free to email me, reach out on Instagram, all that fun stuff. I just wanted to provide some feedback on what I learned and some really important takeaways as an amateur into the Ironman, half Ironman world. I will finish with my three things that I'm grateful for, like I always do. Let's see. So I am really grateful for a healthy body that allows me to train. I've been pushing my body a lot um, and traveling and seeing friends and wedding planning stress. And I have a body that I can rely on. And I'm really, really thankful for that. Dedicated mindset. Um, I really appreciate this about myself. Like I do set a goal and work my ass off to achieve that goal. I've gotten to meet some really cool people. So yeah, appreciate that. And then summer, man. I am such a... I'm a cancer. I love the the sun and the ocean and the water and the cold watermelon after a beach day. Oh, I'm just so loving this. I'm in my happy place right now with this, with this weather. So I am super thankful for that. And on that note, I will close the podcast. Um, we've got some really epic people coming on the next few weeks. Like I mentioned, we have uh, precision fuel and hydration, super stoked to talk about them. They will be probably one of the key folks I've had that are going to be great for people that are doing Ironmans and half Ironmans because they are literally the precision fuel and hydration. Um, And then the following week, I'm talking with Elizabeth James. She's a professional and pro elite triathlete, and she's done an Ironman, half Ironman. She's also an Ironman coach. Um, And she works for TriDot as well, which is a triathlon training program. So we have really cool people coming on. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you on the next podcast.